Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good morning or afternoon, wherever you are. That was, a good, that was a good sip of tea. I'll tell you that much. I enjoyed that. Anyways, welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick. And with me is the gold standard in ghost hunting, that fabulous man, Mr. Steve Parsons. Who is indeed Mr. Forgetful for, no, for no, tonight because um, I almost forgot where to show. I was, do you know what it is? I was so I do not. Well, I was so engrossed in watching uh, a documentary, oh. and uh, I thought I must talk to Ron about that next time we speak. And, um, and there you go. And there you go, because you're a good Catholic boy, altar boy, choir boy. You know, you you've served the Pope, um, man and boy, all your life. Um, but then, so you're the ideal person to talk to about this because. Um, this whole documentary was about mm-hmm. the 112th Pope and the St. Malachi prophecy saying that there were only going to be 112 Popes before the end of the world. Oh, here we go again. I know. We haven't had an end of the world for a good while, have we? Yeah, um, sooner or later, we... someone's going to be right. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> about 30 seconds before. Then... Um, then they linked it in the documentary to the three visions of Fatima or the three secrets of Fatima. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, and of course, the third secret is supposedly the assassination of, or an assassination attempt on a pope, which uh, John Paul claimed was about him. And then Benedict said, no, it wasn't. Um, and then they, then they claimed, then they linked it again to uh, Exodus and Jesus uh, opening the seven seals. Mm-hmm. But it got me thinking because, you know... It's a scary do, thing. If you remember, you know, uh, was it, what, 20 years ago now when we, we came to um, the millennium? We were all yeah. facing, oh, the Mayan calendar, blah, sorry, it's 2012, wasn't it? The Mayan calendar. That's Blah blah, 2000, blah, 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 blah. 2000 was an end of two. I mean, every year. Yeah, that was an end of two. Yeah, that was the end of two. Yeah, but then we went to the Mayan calendar. And of course, mm-hmm. we all managed to survive that, unless the Mayans were wrong. Um, and there was also, there was all, there's been very, in fact, on the West Files, you know, the other show um, that I do back here, we used to start almost every month's show with a news item that was yet another end of the world prediction. <laughs> and, I, I, you know, I was like, well, we haven't done predictions for a long time. And yet there's so many of them. Yeah. Um, you know, earlier today, I was aware of one that says that some great bear from the East, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, the one, yeah. and it's the old poop. I think that's Notre Dame, isn't it? Uh, well, he's got a separate one about okay. 
yeah, but I mean, yeah. he made several. That, yeah. Um, but this yeah. one they're now saying is Putin versus Biden. Um, no, we if, lose, if, wait a minute, we lose that one. That's not fair. <laughs> which, which, if you remember, um, what, about four or five years ago, it mm-hmm. was Trump versus uh, Rocket Man. Little Rocket Man. No, we got a chance of that when Trump would kick his ass. <laughs> you know, just he's like, on, he'd just sit on him and that would be it. Why do we need so many end of the world predictions? Because people got nothing else to do. And, or they want to make a name for themselves. So they're trying to get publicity. Bloody, bloody, bloody. Don't know. Don't care. When it comes, it comes. Oh, Yeah, but it, I mean, it, it's, it, it kind of, you know, it's something that we see cyclical. You know, it yeah. comes. And every time, what, what I did notice is every person that they spoke to um, on this program, and when you read these prophecies, they're selling a book. Yeah. I mean, they actually, you know, they bring up good, good information, you know, and, and you and you can see like, oh, yeah, that happened. That happened. But uh, whatever. You know what I mean? I mean that, if, if you knew that the world was going to end on a specific day in time. Because mm-hmm. you know you you deciphered what was you the know one? not yeah. the hour or the day. Remember when when was it a few years ago they managed to decode the hidden code of the Bible? Yeah, um, sure. you know every seventh letter and blah yeah. blah blah. Um, but then you think, well, okay, well if you know all that information, then why are you bothering writing a book? Why aren't you? Yeah, you'll never collect your royalties. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It makes no sense. Unless they get it up front, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like Al Gore, you know, mm-hmm. goes all over the place saying, oh, everything's going to flood. And then it spends $25 million buying a beachfront apartment in well, Florida. He, he did invent the internet, so, you know. Not <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, oh, sea, you know, sea levels are going to rise and whole, whole states are going to be wiped out and I'm going to buy a beachfront property in Florida. It makes no sense, does it? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just complete folly. I but mean, I thought, you know, it, you might be, you know, a good Catholic boy like you might be the perfect person to. I mean, do, what do Catholics think about these end of the world 112 popes? Because you know, not at, the hour of the day, they don't really give a crap. The only thing they care about is, is you know, their religion. So. Uh, yeah, according to this documentary, the Catholics are very upset about it. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> Hierarchy, <laughs> but whatever. Don't know, don't care. Well, you know, one thing about my religion, and, and especially it's been uh, the last two priests we had in our parish because peace, priests rotate all the time. And uh, we had an Irish one, and then we had this yeah, guy. Yeah, because they live on Craggy Island. And then we, yeah, I love it. And then, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, you're always learning something, which is interesting. But anyway, uh, I, I don't want to get too much into religion anyway, but. Um, yeah, well, it's I, not something that we talk about very often, but I think, you know, it, because there are so many mysteries and paranormal supernatural. Well, you know that. I mean, the Vatican has a wing on, on the paranormal. I mean, not a wing, but a uh, museum or whatever it is. You know, I mean, they they they're digging this. They've well, been no they've been fighting sure, the devil really. for two thousand years. You know, so well, what is interesting and and is a fact is, of course, that the Catholic Church has, in the last twenty years, 
massively increase the number of uh, deliverance priests. But the, you know what? Uh, a couple of things are interesting about that fact. First of all, there are more people in the world. Okay, so that well, makes make a sense of the song. And second of all, with all these damn TV shows on the world, whether there's <laughs> demons in every freaking house, you know, people got the demon, demi demies in it. And, and, and you know, and I know, and especially you know, because you are a psychologist or have a degree in psychology, is that yeah, it's not sometimes, <laughs> so we sometimes we sometimes create our own reality. So people, I mean, you look at Ben, uh, Ben Munchen disease, right? Or Ben Munchen by proxy. I mean, those are, created by a, a particular person so i mean they're real to them. and and uh you know we we know about uh hallucinations we know about uh mass hysteria so i mean yeah it, it doesn't you know just because they they did increase it, it doesn't mean there are more devils in the world or uh, it might be yeah i'm not <laughs> saying you're right but there might be but uh, anyway, I mean, you know, I, I learned. I mean, the uh, miraculous medal, which uh, actually just ordered one today because I I wasn't aware of it. But uh, uh, it's supposed to, if you wear it, it's supposed to bring you uh, blessings. And that was a uh, uh, a vision by a French uh, nun. Yeah, I know she was French, but what are you going to do? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting stuff and. Uh, it's intriguing and, and I love finding all information and, and you do too. You're not even particularly a religious person, but you find it fascinating. And, and I, I always, I've always been fascinated by religion and religious yeah. beliefs and miracles. And, um, it, but I don't, I've, I've never understood why, because it, it's kind of counterintuitive to my materialistic side. Yeah, uh, but, but, but you're, but you investigate the paranormal and this is, you know, religion. Yeah, exactly. You know, religion it isn't is. isn't based on uh, scientific proof. It's it's belief. It's what it well, is. Religion religion is kind of like the biggest paranormal mystery of all. You know, oh, we sure. we talk about people who believe in ghosts, and we talk about people who believe in spirits and demons. Uh, but equally, you know, there are one point three billion people in the world um, who are Catholics who believe in one form of religion there are half a billion protestants in the world who believe a slightly different version of it there are about two and a half billion muslims in the world who have a completely different take on it um there's a, throw in, also throw the, in the jews and throwing the buddhas and the hindus the judaic religion who, yeah. But what's interesting is all four of the main religions actually have more in common than they have. Of course they do. Uh, separates them. You know, yeah. they all share they all share a common prophet, um, name of Jesus. Right. Um, however, one religion, you know, ra uh, rates him as the son of God. The rest of them call him a prophet. Yeah, de deifies him. But uh, um, yeah. one religion accuses the other of of having killed him. Actually, two two uh, religions uh, deify it. Protestants uh, deify God. Jesus is God. Uh, well, yeah, a son of God. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. what I mean. Christ Christians believe that. Yeah, Christians um, and, and the even Muslims, the, the Muslims recognize that Jesus was a prophet. And but, so do the Jews. 
and so do the Jews. But then the the Christians then accuse the Jews of having killed the Son of God. Oh, that's old, old school. Nobody does that. Anymore. Well, that was I know. Well, that was the basis of all of the persecution. Of do, the you know, you, do, do you know? Do you know? In order to become a, the original Catholics, you had to convert to Judaism. Judaism first. Well, to be an original Catholic, you had to be Jewish first because no, you did. Jew- no, you did not. I mean, it's like it's like that old um, pub quiz question. You know, what religion was Jesus? Hmm. Well, he certainly he was, wasn't Christian. He was Jew. Yeah, <laughs> but Jewish. yeah, it, they actually Jew. had to convert to Judaism first before they could become Catholic. And and uh, yeah. So anyway, I mean, it's it's intriguing, but I wanted but to get why back. Why do we do it? Why do we do what? Why do we have these beliefs? Why do we need to have these beliefs? Because it must be a need within us. Of course, it's a need because, I mean, we want to know that there's more than than uh, life. That after or, we or die, it, there's, there's something else. Is it? Or is it just that we like to? Because. No, because people, we see well, stuff we can't explain. I mean, you go back all the way back to the early times of the, the things and, and they saw things they couldn't explain that they blamed it on the gods they blamed it on yeah, you know whatever not being this able and to that. explain it doesn't mean it's supernatural though i mean you know rocks yeah but to them it the was to them it yeah, was well, yeah well rocks falling from the sky is said to have been you know um an act of god because they didn't understand it and actually that's not true because if you go back to the ancient greeks they understood what meteorites were yeah, meteorites, but we're talking about all different things. I mean, it's when you just brought that particular. I was just using that one one as an yeah. example, but there are others where mm-hmm. we we you know we think that ancient hist- uh, ancient hist- um, civilizations thought the world was flat. In actual fact, you know, you go all the way back beyond the Greeks, and they all knew that the world wasn't flat. But we, we, we kind of sneer at people and go, oh, you're, you're a flat earther. And, you know, we, that went out in the, um, with the Renaissance. Well, it didn't. It, you know, people had known that the earth was a, circ- was a, a ball for millennia beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know, we just, we just, you know, assign these mystical beliefs. Yeah. I have, to, I have some stuff I want to bring up, too. So okay. I do and then I was going to ask you about... Um, the new red shirt look. Yes, that was, uh, yeah, for those who don't know what we're talking about is, is the last red light sands, which was yesterday. We, we had everybody wear um, red shirts. And the reason for that, which, which is kind of intriguing because you, you always hear about the red light sands, why, why do they use red light? And you, you get a lot of different answers. But I went back to... Uh, Indian culture, Native American culture, and I re- realized that the, uh, according to what I was reading, is that uh, they would dress in, in robes with bright red on it because spirits, uh, they believe, the spirits could only see in red, and that's why they wanted to be seen. Uh, you know, they could only see red in our world, so. Um, why? I have no idea, but that's what they believe. You know, there's an easy test that I've suggested on a number of occasions. In fact, we've tried on a number of occasions. You and I have tried on a, on, on one occasion. The red light goes uh, out. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the blue light goes out. 
and the blue uh. light seance. Because if spirits are attracted, as uh, some within the spiritualist movement claim, um, then if you douse everything in red light, in blue light, then surely you will chase them all the way. Because blue is the complete opposite end of the uh, light spectrum to red, the red end and the blue end. And in sort fact, of. if you recall uh, some of our Spirit Quest adventures, uh, where we had uh, red light mag lights and blue light mag lights and asked oh, the yeah. spirits to communicate. And the actual effect was okay. they both flashed exactly the same. Yeah. You know, irrespective of the color of light, and that, that's yes, a, that's a, that's a real quality scientific experiment. It was it was it was Spirit Quest. You know, it's not like anything too serious. But, <laughs> <laughs> have you not thought of a blue light seance? No, oh. I like red light seance. We've been doing it for almost ten years now. So, about ten years, it was our anniversary or something. I don't know. Leslie said something about our anniversary. I have no clue, but. It is. Are you sure it's, it's that long? Yeah, it's been quite a while. It, to me, uh, it's it, it, to me, it's at least nine years because I knew it was. I well, think it's nine years. I th- I think yeah, I think it's nine because mm-hmm. you hadn't started it on my first trip over. It started in, almost immediately I, after the honestly, first. Trip over. Honestly, I can't remember Steve to be quite. So honest. that would be twenty thirteen. So that would be nine years. That's. I thought it was nine because I thought last year was our eighth year yeah. anniversary. But mind I could you, be wrong. You, I, 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 no, I know exactly what you mean because it, you, you start to lose track because when we were working out, you know, how old Parascience was a few years ago, um, we realized that we'd actually, you know, we said, oh, you know, it's our 25th anniversary. Well, actually, it wasn't. It was our 27th anniversary um, <laughs> because we'd forgotten about the 25th anniversary, thinking it was, you know, and then we had you that COVID lose, thing. Well, you just lose track of days. Yeah, and we had that COVID thing, which threw off. Well, the yeah, well, that lost the whole year, didn't it? <laughs> well, depends on, yeah, whatever. Well, I still, anyway. I still get muddled up now when writing, you know, when putting the dates on things. Um, is it twenty twenty one? See, I can't remember the exact. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not a detailed person, so. Well, but, I, I, re- I remember it happened after I my first trip. Okay. I'm not so, going to argue with you because I really don't know. Uh, Steve, well, it didn't know, exist I, during my first visit. Over. I thought it was nine years, and that's I think what I thought. you right. Leslie said it was 10, but whatever. Uh, I, it's it's nine, or, nine or 10 years, whatever. You know, I'm not going to argue over it. It's unimportant. It's been a long time. That's all I know. <laughs> um, I, I did, you know, it's funny you mentioned the predictions by that documentary on predictions. Because that was one of the topics I wanted to um, talk to you about. And once again, you're a very learned man, a man of education. So I, I figure you uh, might well, have some thoughts. I can, I can get the, ga- the names of our guests right on most occasions. Well, I can't. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I was watching a, a show on... Um, uh, I think it was called Murder Call. No, it wasn't Murder Call. No, it was the other one. Murder City was an Australian show, an old Australian show. And this murder was committed in a um, a uh, high-rise apartment building that, that had uh, security cameras on every floor, everything, and everything else. 
but the murder was never shown on on the the camera and this the, the gist of the story was that it was committed by an actuary who mapped out the timing of the different cameras when they would rotate and everything else and and held it and so that he would move take so many steps stop and commit the murder but then i started you know thinking a little bit about actuary and that's an intriguing thing an actuary is is basically a seer right a a Mm -hmm. prophet uh one who predicts the future right uh interpretation no that's one interpretation of it well what's your interpretation of an actuary? well an actuary could also mean somebody who carries out an act uh, you know, oh, in, in the states, in the states, it's the insurance companies hire actuaries. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's that's. Uh, but you know, there are other. See, I, I know there might be a language problem. That's one of the reasons I want to. Well, I mean, so, if it was an American documentary, it would be used in the American way. So the the my question to you is: is, is you, mathematics can. Uh, I don't know, can prove a lot of things, correct? I mean, we, we identify yeah, planets, well, I mean, planets they, the, to, the discovery to, of the discovery of several planets was calculated mathematically prior to, um, you know, when when NASA is looking to predict the end of the world mm-hmm. um, with an asteroid strike, you know, they they mathematically predict the track of the asteroid and when it becomes Earth crossing or otherwise. Hey, did so, you see yeah. that by the I'm, I'm going to digest for a second, but did you see our uh, space force is is going to an attack a, an asteroid? Yeah, I thought they launched it. <laughs> yeah, they have, but yeah. uh, has hasn't reached yet though, right? So, so when is um, oh, what's his name, the actor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, uh, Kurt. Yeah. Anyway, at least they'll know uh, the high school after us. <laughs> So anyways, back to back to actuary. So uh, I was thinking that if, if, if they can do that type of stuff, then it's the use of probability. It, it, couldn't they predict hauntings? Well, actually. Ooh, I like that. That's a pun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, um, they it's been tried. There have been a number of researchers who've, in fact, I, I guess, in a way, that's what a good investigator should do. Um, because when you gather the evidence together, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're looking for patterns. Um, and in that pattern, you're trying to put yourself uh, into the right place at the right time in order to be able to encounter the phenomena. So if, for example, uh, when, when you're conducting an investigation, you you're trying to find out you know which which room is the most likely room what time of day is the event most likely to happen by talking to witnesses and uh and then that is the time that you would concentrate your efforts upon because you hope then to have a similar experience in order to gain an understanding of it so you are trying to use probabilities um you know from the patterns uh, it's not mathematical, but it's uh, you know it's the same principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there have been people who have looked through the data of um, different hauntings. I remember, the, for example, ley lines, which uh, cropped up in the media this week. Um, 
there was a num there have been a number of researchers who've looked at you know this idea of um, a, a property is haunted because it's on a ley line. Mm. Um, so what they've done is they've they've taken ley line maps which others have drawn up and they've plotted onto those maps the locations of paranormal phenomena to see if they do occur along ley lines. Oh, there you go. Um, Good statistical now, yeah, thing. Now, yeah. you know, some claim they do and others, you know. Yeah, that's the like problem. Statistics anything, too. You can make them do whatever you want. You can manipulate them to do yeah. anything you want. Of course, you know, if you believe that ley lines are a key component, in paranormal phenomena, UFOs and or UFOs fly along these things, and ghosts appear on them, and mm. divine miracles happen uh, where they cross, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but then somebody else comes along and goes, "Well, actually, that's not right because if you look at the statistics this way, it doesn't show anything at all." Yeah. So. It, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword isn't it yeah but they i i i you know i mean you have Very reliance upon belief you have one of the you know probably the most famous uh actuary conglomerate in the world and that's of course of lloyds of london who mm -hmm. insure people and and why how do they insure them and how much do they insure from they just don't pull these numbers out of their ass oh no they, no, they calculate don't. What is the, what was the probability of this particular event occurring? Yeah, and that's um, what they, how they many do. times has it occurred? And what's it cost us? And yeah, then they then they work it out, and that's the fee that State Farms charge it, mm -hmm. or Geico, it's, or one of the others. It's it's so interesting because uh, I, I came across this, and this is a they actually uh, man, God, here we go with that word. Um, Oh, we're coming up to the break. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm on this so I can see. Anyways, they computed uh, a series of monsters, va vampires, Frankenstein, ghosts, Grim Reaper, mummy, wolfman, wizards, and zombies. And they had to do a risk assessment on each of them. Mm -hmm. And we got one minute, so I'll just give you the I'll give you the thing, and then we'll talk about it when we come back. Uh, okay. The risk is this: this is what they need to know. The risk assessment of the monster could monster could manifest itself in numerous ways: injury or death of persons, emotional trauma, property damage, and then of course emerging from these uh, business interruption and loss of wages. Uh, <laughs> Then insurance premiums must be sufficient to cover the total risk of these monsters, should they occur, and the severity and exposure to them. And about 15 seconds. And each of these types of monsters had a specific characteristic that could help you evaluate, evaluate the relative really risk potential and frequency, severity, and exposure. And we have to take a break. We'll talk about this when we get back. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles International, first two hours of Ghost Chronicles Radio, right here on Tojinet and Pararex Radio with Steve Parson and Ron Kolick. And I uh, brought to you by our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. We'll be right back. Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? 
then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. The creepy and the gooky, mysterious and spooky, they all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Miller X family. And pull up a chair. We're ready for part two of part one of tonight's Ghost Chronicles <laughs> two-hour spectacular. We've done prophecy and prediction. I think we were moving on to paranormal top trumps. What? Well, you know, top you were assigning, yeah, you were assigning like points to different classes of monster. Yeah. You that know, I, I, like I top trumps. I don't know what that is, Steve. Uh, well, fortunately, our British listeners will. I say all play top trumps as kids. It's a kids what, game. What is it? What is it? It's, it's, it's a kind of kids game. It's a card game, and you 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 each deal you know half the cards, and the cards mm-hmm. are all airplanes or comic book characters, or and they have different ratios, like you know, level of power, speed. Oh, okay. So it's like one of those. All right, yeah. Okay, like yeah. Dungeon and Dragon and all those other ones. Uh, Pokemon. No, no, Pokemon. No. It's just like, you know, if you're if one number's higher or lower than the other, then that wins. No, it's like what? So like if, you say, <laughs> if you say like um you know, like with the um Marvel ones that the boys have got, you know, it's like um power nine. Oh, my power is only seven. Well I win your card. So what's the difference between But I that played and it what? as a kid. Well, we played um, you know, while we were a kid and all you did is take the dip and whatever the higher card won won. Yeah, That's, but I mean, well, we said, I, I, I remember I had an aeroplane set and it was like, you know, speed, 9,000 miles an hour. Oh, mine's only 500 miles an hour. Well, I win your car. Thank you very much. Oh, OK. Yeah. So it's like, it's like war only. They, they, they beefed it up. Yeah. But so that's what, you know, that's what State Farm were doing, wasn't it? With their yeah. um, monsters playing top trumps. I guess so. The, um, by the way, so, ghosts. Ghost uh, Busters I'm going to see tomorrow, so I'm excited. Oh, I'm not going to spoil it. No, you better not. Ron Jr. and I are going. Uh, so anyways, I, I saw this list, and, and you don't want – do you want to go through the list? Or you, you Ooh, not no, no, let's go through. go through the list. Oh, you do? Okay. So the number one uh, risk is uh, vampires. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, they exist. Uh, so – it concerns about Jurassic from a risk management perspective, centered primarily around the severity 
if he bites you, that's pretty much all she wrote. You can you can join. You can't get enough of that old positive positive club. By the way, you can't get enough blood. Instantly, the instantly the fact that Dracula is only active active at night uh, was used by respondents of both sides of the frequency issue. So, in other words, they looked at it both sides. Well, he's only available fifty percent of the time. See how they do this? They look at that. Yeah. First one was severity because you know you you bet you got, and the other one was okay. Well, well there's two outcomes actually. What's that? Because well, there's two outcomes there because if a vampire bites you, according to vampire law, um, and I hasten to state I'm no expert on vampire law, um, but um, you can either die right. or you can come back as a vampire. Yeah, but you're pretty much gone, though. You're pretty much out of taken out of the question, so you're not going to be conducting your business. You're not going to be doing... Uh, well, it depends. Care of... If you live, you could come back as... I mean, Dracula was quite successful. He was a count. He, you know, he had lots of castles. Yeah, I he, guess. He always travelled light. You know, he didn't need luggage. He just needed a box full of soil. Oh, see, there was a risk that you couldn't control your... Uh... Hmm. Yeah. All right. I don't know about that one. So well, number two, I mean, vampires uh, do exist because there are lots of people out there who say that they are vampires, yeah, and they drink yeah. blood and they do all that weird I, vampire stuff. Yeah. So there you go. So they're the most, according yeah. to this, the most yeah. high risk. Second, you want to guess at this list, by the way? Uh, well, I would have gone with uh, zombies. Bingo! No, no, no. Good job. Yeah, I would have thought yeah. zombie. Zombies. That's when you got That's it. You got it right. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, you picked it right up. Uh, let me see why they picked zombies on this thing. Uh, chose zombies in their ranking. Uh, although the sample size was much smaller, I don't know why they didn't. They actually, don't talk about why. That's because if you if you watch the movies, I mean, those zombies don't they're not really very talkative. Yeah, you know, they, yeah. so, you know, I'm kind of guessing that they didn't fill in many of the forms because, you know, they missed the uh, return by date or something. Hmm. You know, it's a very slow walk for a zombie down to the mailbox. You know what? They made these fast moving ones now, too, which are pretty, pretty stupid anyway. That's dumb. You can't have a fast moving zombie. Yeah, no, no, that's just stupid. Yeah. Hollywood. All right, number three. You want to guess on three? Werewolves. Bingo! Are you reading the same list as me? Nope. Promise? Promise. Scouts on it? Scouts on it. Okay. All right. Yep. Good job. Wolfman. Uh, yep. Uh, see, the only problem is, you know, because the frequency is the problem. Because well, it's I mean, it's what, yeah. once every 29 days? Yeah, it's kind of high, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, Although, you know, I, I, is there a premium there for clothing? Oh, no, I guess not. Because they're going to need, you know, like, you, you're never going to insure a werewolf for a new set of clothes every month, are you? Nah, and yeah. It needs to be fantastic. Yeah, that's the hard part. Yeah, you'd have to insure it. Hey, I'm a werewolf. I need insurance. Uh, well, what do you need? Well, I need pants and I need uh, a singlet. We'll cover you. Uh, we'll cover you in a tunic. That's it. There you go. Yeah. Hey, you could be like that. Um, the Hulk. You should get a Velcro one. Yeah. 
All right. So number four. Oh. You did good. Oh, I don't know about number four. Um, what, what what we got left? We have uh, Ghost, Grim Reaper, Frankenstein's, Witches, Mummy. I think we got to go with Witches. Bingo! You got it again. Cool. Good job. Good job. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, let's see. The forthcoming, the, the greatest high risk of Witches and Wizards. The problem is you... Uh, with them quantifying the level of exposure, you're not quite sure who and who isn't a witch. Mm, that's not true. Most of them flaunt it now. Yeah. And it's, mind, yeah. You, mind you, the other problem witches have got at the moment is they're not exactly carbon friend, um, neutral, are they? No, they're not. You know, if you burn one of them, look at all that carbon you're releasing. Yeah. That's and true. you can't get, I mean, do you need, do you, do they, you need to get, you know, like carbon offset? Premium. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe maybe they sell them. Which. Maybe they sell them. What do they call those carbon really? credits? You could be carbon you credits. could be the world's first carbon credit witch. Yeah, carbon neutral witch. Anyway, all right. Number five. Ooh, oh, God. Frankenstein. No, the mummy. Really? Yeah. Right. I I can't figure this one out. The mummy. Uh, uh, it's an example of the need to precisely identify, characterize, and define your risks. Some felt it should be low on the list, perhaps uh, because you can outrun them. Others were concerned that he is one on the list that truly seems want to kill everyone. <laughs> okay, that's true. And that he himself is hard to kill, requiring uh, the magic of aging jurors. So therefore, you can't nuke him. Uh, I guess. Well, so. I imagine a, a, a mummy would be. Well, actually, mummies are also medicinal because you know, for for hundreds of years, people used to collect mummies and grind them up and make medicines out of them. Yeah. And the and, other thing and, is, the other thing, there's a miscalculation there because you don't have to run away from a mummy. A mummy speed is not a criteria with mummies because they've got long distance cursing. <laughs> yeah, but they're going to get you though. Well, they do, but at the same time, they, you don't have to worry about the speed of a mummy. You know, it's all bandaged up. It doesn't have to go anywhere. It can still just curse you from where it is. Oh, so no, no. They have to kill you. They have to, I mean, we're talking about actually killing you or whatever. Yeah, so. well, Tim Carmoon apparently managed it, and he never left his tomb. Yeah, that we know of. <laughs> all right, number six. Oh, it's got to be Frankenstein. Ghosts have got to be right at the bottom. Grim Reaper. I've forgotten about him. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't no, know why he's highest. Uh, the Grim Ripper had the highest standard deviation of any of the eight marcher types. There is less disagreement in the rank. It's, uh, it's roughly the same number of people that ranked the Grim Reaper as as the, uh, what the hell is that? Rank TGR, most risky. Is oh he was ranked ranked most risky and least risky. Hmm, figure that out. Uh, wow. Well, he comes with. I mean, there's a, if he turns up, you don't have. I mean, there are people who claim. Yeah, to but he doesn't that. cause death though. He's just a messenger. That's he, their. Well, does he cause it or does he just? No, no, no. Well, ghosts certainly don't. They can't be anywhere. Unless he scare you to death. Hmm. 
So that brings us to number seven. Oh, it's got to be Frankie. It's Ghost. <laughs> Can't be. Yep. Ghosts were generally low rated on the basis that they are unable to do any physical damage. Well, well, this is one of the great mysteries of ghosts, isn't it? They can make things move and knock on doors and tip things over, but then they fall through. Why don't they ever fall through the floor? If they walk through a wall, how are they able to walk on the floor? Did we ever discuss that? <laughs> Wait a minute. Did we ever discuss about the woman whose husband came back? Um I don't specifically remember one, but there are numerous ones. I mean, some, some, in fact, I've even dealt with. Where this, uh, this one, this was a, an intriguing one because this woman, uh, this woman claims that uh, after her husband died, she was in the kitchen, and he walked through the refrigerator door and groped her. So. Mm-hmm. And she was nice. trying to figure out how can he, he can walk through a door yet still be able to grab her boobs. And this so is one was... of the mysteries of ghosts. You know, mm. they, they apparently could do stuff. And then, you know, their their ability to displace, um, so to walk through doors mm-hmm. and walls and other solid vertical objects, but mm-hmm. they don't seem to be able to displace horizontally. So. I mean, there is obviously the York ghost that walks, you know, half and half in the floor because they move the floor level. Right. Um, but at the same time, they walk along the corridor and through the wall. Mm. But they don't fall from, you know, through the corridor floor into the basement. Yeah, you don't see them like dropping in on you. Yeah, yeah like, whoa, oh, bugger. I've, you know, otherwise Damn. you could start. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd the ghost go? Oh, I just fell down through the carpet. So, just a side note on that story: it it ended up that uh, she had a long conversation with her dead husband, and uh, she really enjoyed speaking with him. the The only problem is uh, uh, things got kind of weird for her because uh, really he he wanted to experience something he was never able to experience. Uh, while he was alive with her, and that was anal sex. So <laughs> she, was, she, she was she was torn because she really didn't want to. So uh, that was uh, that was a big thing. So finally, she uh, uh, had a good sat down with him, and uh, <laughs> seemed, uh, he uh, he told her she told him no, it's not going to happen. And uh, she said, she played it was, in the meatloaf track. I'll do anything for love, <laughs> but I won't do that. Yeah, there you go. So he, uh, you know, that was pretty much it. And she said, well, you know, he spends most of his time rattling around in the basement anyway. So it's, it's uh, he pops know, out the refrigerator. Yeah. Occasionally. You, can't take him early, you can't take him on a, you know, a, a social occasion or anything. So well, you wouldn't want it, would you? I mean, Lord knows what he get up to. But it, you know, being, being serious for a minute, it, it Reminded me of a of a case that we did. Oh, now it must be twenty years ago. Um, mm-hmm. There was an elderly lady, and her husband had passed away about six months previous. And she contacted Anne and I, and mm-hmm. said that you know um, her husband kept coming back and appearing in the peephole spyhole viewer in the door. She lived in shared oh. accommodation, and that while she loved her husband dearly. She wished he would stay dead and leave her alone. <laughs> um, well, we went round there on this occasion, 
yeah. to visit. And, you know, I've always said you don't make any on-the-spot diagnosis because you've got to collect all the evidence and all the facts. Well, on this occasion, whilst the lady was uh, making tea, um, I, I said, can I have a, just a quick look through the door? Spy hole, peephole. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, yeah, by all means. And I, as I looked and I peered through this little glass porthole, I was met and somewhat astonished to see um, what appeared to be a man's face peering back at me. Oh! I thought, well, that's, uh, that wasn't what I was expecting. Mm. And after, you know, after... Jumping the a door? Mo- a mo- yes, there was nobody there. Mm. Um, after opening the door and a moment to, you know, collect myself and having another look, I realised that when the door was open, he wasn't there. And when the door was shut, he was there. And anyway, very quickly, within about two minutes, had worked out what the cause was. Uh-huh. Uh, and what it was was um, dirt and fungus had grown inside the optics. Um, and it had just taken on a face-like appearance. Oh, that's supernatural. Well, it wasn't. It was caused by a light further down the corridor. Uh, yeah, the but wide supernatural. Angle the door the ghost end. manipulated the fungus and the dirt inside the peephole to it was more like the face of the man on the moon man in the moon <laughs> but but nevertheless uh this lady had um you know eyesight issues as well which didn't help um she wore glasses but she took them off to look through the spy hole and uh yeah so we 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 had the offending uh spy hole you know i, I popped the optics out gave him a clean up and explained everything to her and she was very happy that her husband was still where she put him um, good idea you know six months earlier mm. but yeah it was a weird one because you know the last thing you expect when somebody says oh my dead husband you keep staring at me through the spiral on the window on the door is when you have a look and you know, there he is <laughs> there he is <laughs> Arthur. Oops, there it is. That's and then Martha, by the way. I, you know, on a on a side note, talking about ghosts and, and cases, is I had to go to the dentist this morning get some uh, uh, fillings put in, and uh, while I was there, I spoke to my my dentist, and she found out what I did and everything because they put it in the notes. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I so, hate telling people what I do. So she. Uh, she told me, I, you know, I saw a ghost. She asked me yeah, if I ever saw a ghost. I don't tell him. I said, have you ever seen it? She asked me if I ever saw a ghost. And, and you know, I, I believe I've seen three, what I believe, or apparitions. And uh, ghosts or whatever you want to call them. But uh, so I said, yeah, you know, I, you know I, I believe I saw three of them. And that's the key point is I believe. And... Uh, she says, you know, I saw a ghost. I said, really? And so she, she started telling me about she used to live in this Victorian and uh, she would see this this gentleman all the time. It was a, a, a guy that would stand up. She'd only see him uh, on the side. She wouldn't see him face on. And he was dressed in black and had a like a fedora on and, uh, and everything else. And it was uh, awesome Wells. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. <laughs> and she says. And she said, you know, I swear it, it looked like my grandfather. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't see him clearly. So but it, it kind of looked like my grandfather. Now, she didn't tell me it was a grandfather. She says it kind of looked like a grandfather, which that's good. That's good reporting. And then 
the interesting thing, though, she said, the last time I saw him, he walked out the front door. And I never saw him again. So I thought that was intriguing. It's like, uh, you know, he left the house. He's gone. Uh, here you go. No, See you later. You know, we both know that people have odd experiences. That's why yeah. people like you and I investigate them. But I, I my, the, the license plate on my car kind of gives me away. And, um, but occasionally people do ask. Uh, and it happened last week. Uh, somebody asked me, oh, you know, what is it you do? Mm-hmm. And I said, because uh, I wasn't with the car at the time, and I went, well, you know, it's kind of awkward. And he said, well, what is it you do? And I went, well, I'm a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's the first time they've never, ever, you know, because normally, you know, I've got a nephew who's a doctor and a nephew who's a dentist. And people, you know, you say to them, well, I'm a doctor. Oh, I, yeah, that's uh, I, I should have said I, rectologist. I, that was I've, I've always wondered about this ache. Oh, you know, I've got <laughs> this. And of course, when you tell people what you and I do, um, mm. they always want to tell you the ghost story. But when I say gynecologist, I like that though, Steve. Well, I, I do most of the time, but occasionally I was feeling a bit playful. Um, okay. It was the it was the first time uh, I'd ever claimed to be a gynecologist, which I absolutely am not. Um, but the lady who'd asked me the question made, the past no, it, made no attempt to, to share any of her experiences no, with me. No. Oh, it was a lady, yeah. Um, so, yeah, might be might be kind of worth um, bearing in mind for the future if you ever get asked again. Nah, I want to know. I want I want to hear people's stories. I told you that. That's, that's Well, I do most of the time, but, you know, there's a time and a place. And you know yeah. that they're going to tell you a ghost story. That's all right. Uh, I'm good with that. It's happened to me story. And you know, I, I mean, some, well, yeah, I like, I like, you know, you know why, Steve? Because there might be something in that story that can correlate with something else. That's, that's yeah, intriguing. There might be, but more often than not, you do. Yeah, I agree. With, I agree. It's yep. kind of like, you know, they, they suddenly pull out the phone and they go, well, I've taken this picture of a. Yeah, an take, orb, a, take a look at these orbs. Yeah, you know, that's the go, one that kills. Oh, that's the killer. God, yeah. my life is just. Yeah, it just I'm sucks gonna, the blood. Yeah, I'm, these are minutes I'm never going to get back now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, people say, what do you think about orbs, Ron? And I have a simple thing. I says, I hate them. <laughs> oh, I never do. I, I never say, say that because I always, you're yeah, I do. Yeah, well, you're if you taking, let me, but you're go taking ahead. a position that's that's guaranteed to start to, to start the debate. But if you listen to the rest of my what I say, I always say I hate them, and I said the the reason is that you know I know that you know orbs are created by dust particle, water vapor, the whole spiel I got on the list. Only ninety nine percent of them. Yeah, no, I don't say 99% of them. I'd say they're created by that. And then I said, but I, people will show me a picture of a orb on, a, on a, a child's shoulder, and they'll say, see, that's my grandfather. So what is it that, you know, why is that? You're not saying that's a ghost, that's a spirit. They're saying it's a specific person. What mm-hmm. What is it that creates that image in their minds and that's why i hate them i mean i can't tell them that it's it's not their grandfather no i mean no, I, I, I mean, told that's... you why that they 
yeah. go up the, the curb. Day, but when Anne and I had the BBC radio show, we would get people calling in and they would say, um, you know, they'd had this experience and they had uh, assigned it to their recently deceased grandparent, mother, father, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Um, and what did it mean? Now, you would be insensitive to the point of being crass to turn around and say to them, it's just a trick of the light. It's just a figment of your uh, psychology. It can be perfectly explained. Um, that would be unbelievably insensitive of you. Uh, it's often better in, in in those circumstances to, well, agree with them basically and say, well, I'm glad it gave you some degree of comfort. And, um, you know, perhaps they are. And who are we to say that they're not? Go ahead, keep talking. All right. Um, so, yeah, that was the dilemma that we used to, you know, we dealt with with the, the callers that came in. And we always used to just say, well, I'm glad it gave you comfort. And, um, you know, rather than we would never, ever um, have, have been insensitive enough to say, well, there is an explanation for this. Yes, it's, it's interesting uh, about and this is what I was looking for. So, uh, yes. Oh, welcome back. <laughs> I know. I, I, I had to keep going. It, it, the, Multitasking uh, was never your strong point, was it? No, it never was. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyds of London once insured the Loch Ness Monster. Um, I, yes, that's a fact. I know that. I know that's true. I've... That's what I was saying. I mean, so these actuaries. Well, actually, actuary. well, actuary. Um, Are you aware that there is a law passed by the Scottish Parliament some years Uh, ago protecting the Loch Ness Monster as a protected protected native species Um, and and preventing anybody doing harm or capturing the monster? Mm. Um, So, you know, she does have legal, legal status and legal protection. Yeah, I mean, what if your boat ran into the Loch Ness Monster? Would you, could you insure it against Loch Ness Act damage? Of Loch Ness Monster, you know, John. You know, you know what insurance companies are like. Everything. I mean, they, they could insure it. I bet you they would claim. insure it. Is what I'm saying. Well, every time you try and make a claim against an insurance company, let's be honest, it's usually uh, written off as act of God, isn't it? Yeah, I'll let you know when she has a car accident. <laughs> uh, yeah, forgotten about that. Mm-hmm. How 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 is it progressing? Yeah, frightfully. Uh, moving along. Speaking about frightful, the well, last one. If she hadn't been doing ninety down the down the freeway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the last monster on our list is your boy, Frankie. That's and you surprising. know why? You know why he's last? Uh, he's a stitch up. He's a he's ah, that's good. Uh, he's simply a a, a misunderstood, potentially a friendly bloke. According well, he to was, this, because well, you know? Franken, well, let's clear up one thing. Frankenstein is not the monster. No, Frankenstein was scientist. the name of the doctor yeah, who, the who yeah. created the beast doesn't actually have a name. Yeah. Um, we, we don't know his name. It might be, you know, whatever. Um, Van Helsing. Yeah, I don't think it's Van Helsing, but we don't know his name. Um so, and, in fact, in fact, the book is actually not entitled Frankenstein. It's entitled A New Prometheus. 
Yeah, that's uh, Shelley. But anyways, yeah. the 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 reason exactly. why okay, he's potential friendly book, but also you know he can't run very fast, so you can you can outrun him. Plus, he's not the brightest bulb in the shed either. So he's a bit melancholy. Yeah. So you know he's sort of go. wandering around, going, "Oh, nobody likes me. Yeah. Nobody wants to play." He with likes me. the little girls, you know. He's like, "Oh, I bring you flowers." Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to play with me. <laughs> Will you be my friend? All right, we got to go. That was the end of the time. Smell, why do I smell funny? Yeah. Anyways, uh, you've been listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Parsons and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet Parrax Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, in the Glant Nessier family, Lago Group, 15 High Street, not the end of Massachusetts, and our super-duper good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon, members of the Dead Air Society, and uh, stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generations, where Roxy Zucker will be joining us and talk about her new book of the dead, so there you go. All right, Steve, uh, once again, thanks for showing up for the show. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to remember this week. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, everyone, good night, God bless. Good night, God bless. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us good law.